Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. I'm Zach Rizzuto. You guys know Fries is usually here. He's not here today. He's fighting fires at work, not literally, but couldn't make it today. So we're going to give him the time that he needs to get that done. In the meantime, I'll be here to talk about our wide receiver and tight end rankings today. Yesterday, we went over the quarterback and running back rankings. Today, we're going over a little of our wide receiver rankings, tight end rankings. Um, these are Fries' rankings I'm going to be showing like I did last week. And I'll be giving you some of his insights along with some of my insights alongside them uh, because Fraz couldn't be here today. Also, we'll be going over our Thursday night recap. If any of you guys caught the game last night, I'll apologize because that was one of the worst football games I think I've seen in my years of watching football. <laughs> and um, I'm sure it was the same for you guys. Not a very high scoring game at all. No touchdowns at all. You know, plenty of players, even though Jonathan Taylor and Javante Williams were missing, you know, you have to expect that there might have been some touchdowns last night. But what a shit show it was. They couldn't get a touchdown. Naeem Hines, if you started Naeem Hines, you know, bad luck struck early and often for you. He had a concussion early, and it looked pretty darn close to what Tua suffered a couple weeks ago. That was not a pretty sight seeing him stumbling like he was. Uh, hopefully, he takes the time to get that right, and he's not out too long. Um, we'll be talking about who you can start in the meantime while Naeem Hines is out. Uh, just a tough break. He actually looked, the usage, you know, he was only in for three plays before they went three and out. It was on the third down that he uh, went down. On the two plays that he was in, you know, he did have a rush and a reception. So it looked like he was in line for a big workload, and he just completely missed out because of an unfortunate injury. Um, just tough luck for you there if you started Naeem Hines. Russell Wilson, you know, you just want to say that last play of the game, if you're running a pick play, why are you not looking that way? You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the offense schemes open that receiver on a pick play. Your first read should be there because that's the whole point. It's quick and snappy. You get it into the hands of your receiver as quick as you can, and he just walks in the end zone. 
KJ Hamler actually said he would walk into the end zone afterwards. He didn't really mince his words there. He seemed pretty upset. We saw him bang his helmet on the ground after the game. It was pretty rough. Um, there's only one window and that to throw it to. And when you pick that play, it's going to be successful, you know, nine times out of 10, as long as there's no offensive pass interference called. Um, it's right off the snap. You'd be looking that way when you snap the ball or at least look off of it for a split second. But the fact that he wasn't looking that way for KJ Hamler at all just didn't make any sense. I digress. Russell Wilson has been terrible for fantasy this year. He looked closer to what we wanted him to be last week at the end of the game uh, against Las Vegas, but against a very winnable, um, against in a game that they could very easily have won against a defense that has been, you know, good, but not great. He didn't look like himself again. Um, I do think he's capable of turning it around. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, whether it's Nathaniel Hackett, you know, there was some uh, suspicious play calls, suspicious time management again at the end of the game. There wasn't very, there wasn't very much to be happy with with Russell Wilson. He has the weapons that he needs, but he's just not getting the ball to them. It, it's been really odd seeing, you know, the guy that we were calling Mr. Unlimited not just a year ago struggle this badly, especially on offense that's, you know, they're not devoid of weapons. I mean, they did lose Javante Williams, but they're not out of weapons. So it, it's been a complete surprise. One of the worst surprises of the year so far has been Russell Wilson. And going back to what we were talking about, Naeem Hines missing time, the guys that replaced him, Deion Jackson, Philip Lindsay, they ended up carrying the load for the Colts in Jonathan Taylor's absence. I mean, we talked about the Broncos giving up a lot of yards per play uh, on a per carry basis, you know, on the episode yesterday. And both of the guys were relatively, relatively productive. I'd assume that Jonathan Taylor's back next week. Unless this is truly a high ankle sprain, you know, there have been rumors that it might be a high ankle sprain coming in to this week, but we're not sure. He's kind of he's kind of been walking the tightrope between a high ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain. There's been not much clarity around it. Um, if he does end up being out next week, I think Deion Jackson would be the play. Um, they him and Philip Lindsay, they were splitting the early down role, but he was really the primary passing down back. That gives him the edge. Uh, he also looked better than Lindsay did just carrying the ball. Not that Lindsay looked bad, he was playing against his former team. But I think Jackson not only has, you know, the advantage in terms of his talent and production, but also the coaching staff seems to have won him on the field more than Philip Lindsay. They did just call Philip Lindsay up to the active roster not long ago. Alec Pierce, you know, he was quietly he had a quietly good evening last night. He, he might be worth the pickup this week. We'll see how things shake out the rest of the week into the next games on Sunday. But eight catches for 81 yards, you know, four. He had four catches for 80 yards last week. And then the week before that, he went three for 61. It's relatively solid, relatively consistent production. His target share has gone up in each of the last three weeks from 14 to 17 to 25% last night. Um, he seems to be building rapport. And, you know, the Colts are desperately in need of that wide receiver, too, behind Michael Pittman, um, because Michael Pittman can't do it all. We saw he actually had a decent outing last night as well. Michael Pittman did. But um, it wasn't anything to be overly excited about. Like we said, there were no touchdowns in this game. So the ceiling for these fantasy players is really just capped. There wasn't much you could do about that. Melvin Gordon, he came through for the most part, and the opportunity is looking solid. He did share the work. 56% of snaps that he got. Mike Boone was the other back. Both were running routes at almost equal rate, and they were targeted at an equal rate. Boone himself had 10 opportunities to Gordon's 18. Gordon was one in, the one in the goal line formation. You know, he was getting the goal line snaps. Um, he was a primary early down guy. But Boone was impressive on the passing down. He was pretty good. That being said, you know, Gordon didn't look great. The usage was good, but his production wasn't very awesome. 
Uh, maybe we see the touches even out even more going forward. I think he'll be ranked as an RB2 in a good matchup against the Chargers. But early in the game, Gordon did have like six or seven carries, if I'm not mistaken, for about 12 yards. So it wasn't awesome efficiency that we saw from Melvin Gordon, but not, not anything you have to worry about. He'll be a solid fill-in for you, you know, for Javante Williams. This is kind of the production I'm expecting him to continue to have. He hasn't been – he doesn't have the ceiling now. It seems like they're still interested in having two running backs, you know, rotating the work between them. It does. It's not going to be the Melvin Gordon show. They trust the running backs behind him. So you can start Gordon with confidence, but not for his upside. You know, his floor will be there. That's about all he's going to give you. And that about covers it for last night. Um, not much to talk about from a fantasy perspective last night's game because it was just so low scoring, all field goals, and just a real snooze to watch. It was pretty depressing to see the Broncos fans running out at the end of regulation when it was tied. I mean, that tells you all you need to know. So, Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We're going to open with our news now. A, a couple pieces of news that we want to talk about before we get into the rankings uh, here in the show. Amon Ross St. Brown, it doesn't look like he's playing. Josh Reynolds has been getting it done over the past two weeks in a big way, so he becomes a wide receiver three in his place. Um, Jared Goff seems to be tuning in and locking in on Josh Reynolds in relief of Amon Ross St. Brown. And, um, you know, you can maybe attribute that to their connection back in L.A. Both of them came from the Rams over the past few off seasons. And, um, you know, Josh Reynolds, he looks good. He, he seems to be a reliable producer. I mean, last week was, it was just one week, but it seems like Jared Goff is happy throwing him. He has a good chemistry and he, he trusts him to catch the ball. So he'll have quality targets coming his way. At wide receiver three. I think that's where he's going to be with upside. I might add Kyle Pitts. He hasn't practiced this week with a hamstring injury. Um, if he doesn't play, you know, congrats. You just got more fantasy points in your tight end position this week. I actually did think I saw a report earlier that Kyle Pitts is out this week. So your decision with who you're starting at tight end this week just got a whole lot easier, and it might be further better. Um, Pitts not being on the field might not I, – I, I don't think that having Pitts not on the field will not affect Drake London because it's not like Pitts was doing much when he was on the field. Um, Drake London's workload seems to be pretty locked in. Um, Kyle Pitts not being part of this offense, you know, it's not going to be anything di different from what we've seen um, because he hasn't had the production. He hasn't even, even been targeted. You know, it, not much is going to change if you take out something that hasn't been existent from the offense, if that makes sense. Keenan Allen, he's also still not practicing. And this one's kind of been fickle. You know, he's been, we're not sure how he was going to be coming back from it, but it looks like he did tweak his hamstring late last week in practice when he went back on the injury report. And um, things weren't looking good. That would explain him returning in a lim 
returning to a limited earlier last week and then not practicing at all after that point. Mike Williams should be in lineups, you know, regardless, you know, he might be hit or miss in games with Keenan Allen, but without Keenan Allen in the lineup, Mike Williams has been pretty solid. You can play Josh Palmer as a flex. He only ran a route on 59% of dropbacks last week, and it's probably because of an ankle injury, but he only saw a target on 4% of his routes last week. He's a bit banged up going in this game. He hasn't had a full practice yet, but the matchup is fine against Cleveland. As you know, last time that these two teams met, it was a track meet. Uh, we could see more of the same. Um, because, you know, that was with Baker Mayfield, at quarterback. So if Baker Mayfield can have a track meet with the Chargers and Justin Herbert, then Jacoby Brissett can 100%. Gerald Everett, he got hit with a limited tag on Thursday, hamstring injury. Just keep an eye on it. You don't have to worry about it too much. Otherwise, you know, you could start him as you've been starting him as a low end tight end one. Um, we're waiting for his production to kind of fizzle out, but it really hasn't yet. You know, we talked about Donald Parham, his return kind of looming. It hasn't really happened just yet. And Gerald Everett seems to be a favorite target of Herbert's, regardless of who's on the field at wide receiver. So you can start him pretty confidently as long as he plays. Just keep an eye on it. I'm not expecting him to be out. I think he plays. So you should be good in that department. Both Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas, they've yet to practice. And it looks like it'll be another day of Andy Dalton. It's all right. You know, he's not bad. I think it's fine for Chris Olave. Um, we have him as a top 25 wide receiver this week. Um, we took Michael Thomas out of the rankings this week, assuming that he does not play. So moving forward, when we talk about the wide receiver rankings this week, you won't see Michael Thomas. That's because we're not anticipating him playing. Chris Olave should be fine. Andy Dalton, you know, you don't start Andy Dalton as a fantasy quarterback. He, his ceiling isn't very high. Um, I, I'd look elsewhere if you're in need of a quarterback or a pinch hitter for yourself at quarterback. Um, I guess he could be all right, but I, I think there are plenty of other options out there. I wouldn't be starting Andy Dalton. Um, the only thing Andy Dalton does is preserve Chris Olave's floor. David Montgomery, he got in a limited practice. So there's a chance he's back. And as we know, that was a little bit of a surprise because we weren't expecting him to be practicing at this point. Um, he might be limited in terms of getting his full workload back. And, you know, Herbert has looked good and it's a good matchup. Um, for that reason, I think we're going to start Her Herbert if we had to pick between the two of them. Um, otherwise, you, you know, you really want to do your best to avoid this backfield um, this week, at least, because with Montgomery coming off an injury, the, the workload is guaranteed to be, you know, split a little bit more than we usually anticipate. As we know, Montgomery got the majority of carries before he went down, but this could be anyone's backfield and resemble something close to the Rams um, as, a, as their backfield has these past few weeks. It could look like that in Chicago um, this week. Rashad Penny, you know, we talked about him yesterday. Missing practice with a shoulder injury. Uh, he's back in practice. He should be good to go. Um, as long as nothing else happens, there's no other setbacks that he suffers. He'll be good to go. And you can start him in your lineup this week. Uh, we talked about Rashad Penny as a low-end RB2, maybe a mid-RB2 in some some matchups. His matchup isn't fantastic this week. I, I have him as a low-end RB2 personally. That's me. Hunter Renfro. Looks like he's going to be back this week for the Raiders, but he's really a PPR flex at best. Uh, he did see 10 targets in week two, so you don't really want to underestimate him. And we've seen him flash chemistry with Derek Carr, but there's plenty of other weapons on this offense. It's probably going to be a shootout, and that's where you really want to key in, where quarterbacks really like to key in on their uh, star receivers. So that would be Darren Waller and Devontae Adams territory. Um, you know, he he has a decent floor as a flex, but his ceiling isn't amazing, especially with the offense. And Derek Carr hasn't been playing fantastic as of late. So uh, PPR flex, that's where we have Hunter Renfro. 
in our rankings heading into this weekend. C.D. Lamb didn't practice on Thursday. It was listed as a groin injury, but he's fine. It was just a rest day. He'll be good to go. C.D. Lamb himself said that he doesn't want to scare anybody. It's just a rest day that he's perfectly fine. So C.D. Lamb did show up on injury reports. If you got the sleeper notification saying that C.D. Lamb was out, you probably, you know, you know your heart skipped the beat. Uh, he's good to go. He should be good to go, assuming, uh, you know, all the reports are true, that he is fine. Rashad Bateman, he's still not practicing. We left him out of rankings, assuming he's not playing with that foot injury that he has. Primary beneficiaries, like we said, you know, Devin Duvernay looks to be technically uh, the wide receiver one, um, the second best pass catcher in that offense behind Mark Andrews. So he should be in line for a, a slightly safer floor than what he's had this, this year so far. Um, he's been the big play threat. He's made his money off of deep catches and end zone targets. Uh, he, he, I think his floor is a little bit safer um, with Rashad Bateman sitting out. Jahan Dotson, he's still not practicing. I assume he's out, and we took him out of the rankings. Curtis Samuel has an illness, and he hasn't practiced yet. Players usually don't miss due to an illness, but just keep an eye on that. Um, it's happened a handful of times over the past few years. Um, you know, obviously discounting anything about COVID. But um, Jahan Dotson not practicing, that, that's kind of big news to me. Um, Washington's going to be without, arguably, so far, he's been, I think, their best threat, at least in the red zone. You know, even with Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel there, um, they're going to be missing one of their best threats in the red zone. So Jahan Dotson, he's a very good receiver. You know, he's just a rookie, but he's made an impact clearly in Carson Wentz's game. Um, Carson Wentz is looking for him early and often, much to the chagrin of Terry McLaurin owners and Curtis Samuel owners. But um, Jahan Dotson missing, you know, it, it might open up um, the, the ceiling a little bit for Terry McLaurin and um, Curtis Samuel. Isaiah McKenzie, he returned to practice. He's still in the concussion protocol. But that's a good sign for him. If he does end up going, I think you start him. Uh, there's no reason not to. Like we talked about at length over these past few episodes, you know, Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie, who would you start between the two? At this point, it has to be Isaiah McKenzie because he's the guy getting the targets. Uh, Gabe Davis, not so much. Uh, he hasn't gotten the targets. And he's been running routes. You know, he ran 100%. I think it was 100% of routes last week, and he couldn't get more than three targets. So Isaiah McKenzie, if he's in, you know, start him. Um he returned to practice. We're not sure if he's going to play, um, but this is a good sign. It's a much better sign than what we've seen um, coming out with other concussion injuries, obviously, with Naeem Hines and Tua being the prime examples. 